Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Broken to Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Tressa, and it is February. And of course, we know that in February, we celebrate Black History Month, and we also celebrate Valentine's Day. So because it's Valentine's Day, I kind of wanted to come and share a little something with you guys about the dating world, Um, how to remain true to yourself and to maintain who you are at your core while you may be navigating the dating scene. And I was at work one day and a young lady came to mind and I was like, I think that she would be perfect to help me to give this message and to articulate this subject. So I have with me today, Joanna Smoot. Hi. Hello. So Joanna and I are actually virtual today. And, um, Joanna, I want to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about yourself, whatever it is that you want to share, and we'll get this thing started. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Joanna. I am a mom, a teacher, um, a poet, an author, uh, a podcaster. Um, I um, One of my main goals is to... Um, fight for not just myself but women of um who are like me that who may um have and will experience some of the same things that i experience i feel like if i share who i am if i share some of the struggles that i've experienced um then it keep other people from having to go through those same things right Exactly, because sometimes we can learn from experience, but it doesn't necessarily have to be our own experience. If we watch others and watch how things in the world go, sometimes we can get an understanding from from just that. So that's good. So the angle that I kind of wanted to go off of with this one is navigating the dating world. And it it can be very difficult. I've learned a lot. Um, Listen, it has made me stronger. It has made me a stronger individual. Um, uh, Like Marvin Sapp says, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, and I'm better. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And it might have come with a couple of bumps and bruises. but it has definitely made me stronger, wiser, and better. Um, so I kind of wanted to take that angle to kind of share how you can stay firmly planted in who you are, even though you're navigating the dating scene where there may be rejection, there may be hurt, there may be disappointment, but we can still continue to keep going until we reach our goal. So, Joanna, can you share how the dating experience has been since you've been purposefully dating? Crazy. (laughs) Listen. Um, Crazy. Uh, Straight crazy. All of these expectations um, are put out there. Um, Men have expectations. We women have expectations. Mm-hmm. We all have expectations, right. and I think with, with the expectations that have put, been put out there, it makes us forget that we are human. Mm-hmm. Um, so we approach, or we're being approached in this dating scene with um, expectations that are not like really real for real in real 
life. Um, but outside of that, when I say crazy, I mean crazy to the point of you going out on a date and the expectation now is we go on the first date and I'm, I'm supposed to eat. <laughs> and by eat, I mean have sex. You don't know. Like, you know I'm just going to you know, talk to my own stuff. We have this expectation that we got, we go out on one date, I can eat. And like, mind you, when you're kids and you're growing up and you don't know any better, um, things like that, it's like, you'll celebrate. You'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I really... I really like him, and now you know. Okay, cool. Um, but as a woman, you have to want more for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember going on this date with this dude. We went to college together, and he had already been talking about how just like his ex ain't never want to like teach me in for anything or anything like that. So I already felt like he was promising me, like just teaching me how to behave on this date. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I'll go on a date, but I got, we'll listen, we'll just go Dutch, okay? Because mm-hmm. I don't want you, you know, thinking nothing. So we go on a date, and the whole entire date is rushed, mm-hmm. right? So we get home, I get out of the car, he don't say anything to me, I don't say anything to him, he gets in his car, and he leaves. So when I get home, I'm talking about my house. A year later, he inboxes me and saying, I wonder whatever happened to us. So now I'm talking about surprise, I'm like, huh? Whatever happened to us, I don't wonder... What? I said, I thought you had other things going on. <laughs> no, I, I was really expecting for you to let me in the house that night. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. We can't, that's not how we, we can't roll like that. You know? <laughs> like, are you, and I was taken back. Like, you see, I'm causing that. So I'm like, really? Like, are you serious? Let you in that night in, in my house um, where I'm dwelling um, <laughs> with with my children, and a lot of people may feel like that. Well, you got kids, it should be just you know you you got kids and you over thirty, you need to be throwing it. Yes. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah. So when I say crazy, that's what that's what I mean. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um. That free piece of chicken might cost you something. Just saying, and. Sometimes we just might have to pay for our own chicken Um, the first time. And I always say there are some women who like to go on dates just so that they can get a free meal. And that's the thing. And that that's kind of jaded men as well, even to the point where on some dating sites I've seen where men just come out openly and tell you they're not paying for the first meal. They want to see something. They want to see if you're worth investing in, I guess. I guess that's their take on it. But my thing is, listen, I'm going to eat whether you buy my chicken or whether I buy my chicken. (laughs) Sis is going to eat. I I don't miss meals. So either I got to buy it or I'm going to cook my own chicken. But <laughs> you, I don't have to go on a date with anyone in order to get a meal. So I'm definitely not going to pay you back in that way just because you bought me something. Yeah. Um. So yeah that <laughs> that is that is wild. But you you mentioned about the fact that he came back a whole year later, and that kind of leads into the whole ghosting situation and how that can go. Um ghosting can knock you off your square and have you thinking that something is wrong with you 
Um, but one of the things that I've learned um, from that situation is that we can't, you have to be firmly rooted in who you are. Um, you have to know that you are special, that you are important, that you're valued on your own. And that's good in any context. But especially with me coming from my background of feeling rejected and inadequate and all of that stuff, if I wouldn't have done the work prior to getting into this situation, I would completely be in shambles. Because it can make you feel like you're not good enough for other people when actually everybody, like you said, has their own expectations. Everyone has their own um, preferences. And you may you have to realize that your pref one person's preference may not be another person's preference. And if you're not that person's cup of tea, then you just need to keep looking until you find someone who likes yours. So you just have to fit, you have to stay grounded in who you are um, and not lose sight of that because it can knock you off your square, but you you should not stay there. What can we talk about? Because you said hitting, like doing the work. So one of the things that make this possible for me is I've taken the time to do the work, mm -hmm. right? I've taken the time to do the work, and by doing the work, I mean healing from old trauma. Right. I mean learning who I am because you can't really date purposefully, or you can't really date right until you really know who you are. Like you Say have that. to know your quirks, you have to know what makes you you. You have to know your purpose because as women, we become we're we're givers, like we're naturally givers. We're exactly. Naturally mm -hmm. and you want to work and make everybody happy, and so if we don't clearly know who we are. We'll lose ourselves in trying to make the person that we're dating happy, mm -hmm. right? Um, we'll lose sight of, you know, who we are and who we're trying to be. So that's why it's important to to actually do the work, like, and stop glorifying dysfunction, Ooh. right? Dysfunction is not love. You're okay with dysfunction because you don't truly love yourself. Like, once you do the work, you'll understand, like, I deserve better than that. Like, right. um, I met this person or I was dealing with this person because our wounds attached us together or I sell them. Like people tell me all the time, um, my family members tell me all the time, like, Jawana, you crazy. You got too many um, expectations. You got this, you got it. No, I don't. And then, let's be clear. I don't have unreal expectations. My bros tell me all the time, like, <laughs> when it comes to um, a guy that I have unreal expectations because I'm waiting. And I have encountered guys where, oh, you have kids already and you're waiting like what the world like what kind of sense does that make you know what i'm saying right. already your body everything has already been given away etc etc my my kids that i have are, are both by my ex-husband mm -hmm. okay so let, let's correct that together and part of my reason for doing so um now is because i didn't do it right the first time like if i'm gonna say that i'm going to be for god and god is going to be the head of my life, then I have to render everything over to God. Right. And by me doing that, that allows me to see what the night for me because there are so many people pretending to be a certain type of way mm -hmm. uh, that they can act it out, you know, for a little bit, like they play play. And then when you when you get caught up in something and you get those feelings wrapped up and people playing playing around, it's hard to let it go. So yeah. my standards are not there to be impossible. It's just that this is the way I'm going to live my life, right? Mm -hmm. And even all the way down to it it coming to any type of relationship that I build, whether it's dating, whether it's friendships or whatever, 
I'm intentional about the way that I build them. Mm-hmm. I'm intentional about how far I let you come in because mm-hmm. one, whatever relationship decision I make is not going to only impact me. It's going to impact what God built for my life right. and what he has purposed me and called me to do. So I can't play around with that mm-hmm. because I owe him my life. That's, that's, that's thing number one. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't play. I can't jeopardize that because the wrong relationship will cause you to, even though it looks good on the outside, right? Let's, let's be clear about that. Right. Even though the relationship itself looks good on the outside, it can cause you to lose your walk with God. It could cause you your godly character. I could be dating somebody that's in the, you know, it looks good. Okay, that person is a nice person. I'm a nice person. But if they're not truly sold out to God the way that I try to live my life to be, then they're going to cause me to lose with God. I might not lose with man, mm. but I'm going to lose with God because I decide to settle for that because I lost faith and I lost hope. Like one of the ways that I stay true to to myself is I understand God is a promise keeper. Mm-hmm. And, um, and his word does not come back void. So for me, even in prayer, if, you know, the times that I do pray for a future spouse or the times that I do talk to God about a spouse and in my prayer is, but God, God will be done. Mm-hmm. So I have to be okay if God gives it to me and if he don't give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we as women, we become so obsessive about having a spouse. And I can speak up to that because I was at that point. We become so obsessive about it. Like, God, please, God, you got to give me, God, you got to give me a relationship. We're scrolling through um, social media, Instagram, and Facebook, and we see all these people um, in relationship and we start like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I don't have a relationship. Like, am I okay? Right. What do you mean? Am I ugly? I remember calling my friends like, okay, y'all, girl, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and my friend had to like snatch me and get me together. Girl, sit down and hush. You know you don't want no trash. You know the path that you're on. You know what God has called you to do. Sit down, be patient. God is going to give you the desires of your heart. I mean, he's probably over there, you know, making that person right. You need to be in you together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think the work is so um, so important because for me personally, and I, I talk about the work, but I also at the same point that I don't want any junk, I don't want to give any junk either. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like, I don't want him to have to come over here. Like, there are some things as a couple when we're dating, we're going to have to deal with together. Right. But I don't want him to come over here and have to deal with my old baggage. That's true. At no form of fashion, like I don't want to be a liability to nobody. Um, if I'm not an asset, if I'm not offering to your life or adding more to your life, I don't want to be in it. If I am pulling you down, or if I can even foresee me um, pulling you down, um, because I have enough heart, and especially if it's somebody I'm dating, I really, really care about, I really, really love, I'm not even going to allow me to get in your way. Right. Because I love you that much. Um, to the point of I can force if I can foresee it, I'm like, okay, you wanna you you wait a minute. You need to get yourself together. You need to you need to do whatever it is you need to do, but you don't need to get in this person's way. You don't need right. to call you don't need to cause a person you care about or a person you love unnecessary pain. Um, so we talk about doing the work is also about thinking about the other person, the, the your future person you're gonna be dating. Like, why won't we give this person all this junk? Right. Wow. That is that is good. That is really good. Um, when I thought about me and the part of me doing the work that I had to do, 
I thought I was ready to be married and in a relationship a long time ago. But sis, just because you can clean, you can cook up and you can take care of a kid, you can pay a bill. That does not mean <laughs> that you are ready to be someone's wife. Um, that does not mean that you're ready to be in a relationship. It's so much more um, that comes along with that. And I, I learned that after I got to the space that I'm in now. And I realized that I'm much more valuable, much more of an asset to someone now than I was then. Um, it's about communication. How can how do you communicate with people? Even if you're not in a relationship now, you can practice with the other people that are in your life. Um, you have to put forth an effort into the things that you do in life now that can benefit you when you get into a relationship with a, with a man or a woman, if you're a guy. Um, but one of the things that I learned, you said, you talked about, you know, like the waiting and all of that different stuff. Um, <laughs> one of the things that was kind of disheartening to me that I learned, and of course we all talk about equally yoked. Yes, that is important. Equally yoked. Um, is very important. But just because y'all go to the same church, that don't mean you equally yoked. Just, just because, because y'all go to church. Right, exactly. Just because y'all are Christians, that doesn't mean that you're equally yoked. And one of the things that are, that is a harsh reality that I learned recently was just because someone loves God, that does not mean that they can effectively love me. Because we all have our own issues and traumas and things that, that create who we are. And if we don't effectively heal from those things, we can't go forward and it taints the way that we love other people. And so we have to, to deal with those things. So just because someone loves God, and of course, if you are a woman and you are in waiting and you are a Christian woman, that that's typically what you should want a man that loves God. Um, but just because they know how to love God, that does not mean they know how to love you effectively. And I've learned that I've had, I've had to have hard conversations like, look, this is not serving me. And it took me a while to get to a space that comes along with knowing your worth, doing the work, knowing what serves you and what doesn't serve you, knowing what triggers you, and knowing what's a problem and communicating that effectively with a person. I literally had to tell a person, the way that you're communicating with me is triggering to me. And it's a problem. And so I, if I didn't know my worth, if I didn't do the work, I wouldn't have been able to have that conversation. And I would have hung on for dear life just because... We text every day. <laughs> and just because the times that we do spend together, it felt nice. But it another thing that I learned is just because someone is a good idea, that doesn't mean that they're a good decision. An idea and a decision are two different things. And I want, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry because you said that I want to go back to mm -hmm. where you said uh, if they 
love God, it doesn't mean that they can love you. And I think we have to ask ourselves, <laughs> do they really love God or are they professing with their lips that they love God? Because to say you love God is, is one thing, but to actually really, really love God is another because when you That's love true. God, you understand that we're all God's children. And right. You play with your children. That's um, true. Because he's going to convict you and you're going to have to crawl your behind back and apologize. Right. That would make me really proud to say, you know what? I'm sorry for my tongue. Um, and I've been there. I've had mm-hmm. to adjust my tone because I'm thinking it's not coming off harsh or anything. I'm using nice words, but my tone is aggressive. Right. So I've had to go back and pray and like, okay, God, you're gonna have to help me um, navigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. We get so we get so caught up, but just because the person saying they love God, like, are you seeing that with their actions? Are you seeing that with their character? Like, do they really, really love God? Is there fruit? Is there fruit? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the person can be in church and they got a totally different call in their life. Right. And I can't help them in their call. They can't help me because we purpose for two different things. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure when, we, when we're looking to see whether or not somebody's equally yoked for us, how do they push my purpose? Matter mm-hmm. of fact, how do they push me in my purpose? Right. Values. Um, <laughs> Values and principles. They have to align as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Mm-hmm. Do they make me? Do they add to me to the point where I want to go after my purpose harder, or do they pull me back from my purpose a little bit? Do mm-hmm. they add to to me being exhausted to the point where I'm not sure if I want to do my purpose or if I can do my purpose? Right. You know, so I, I think we have to look at that too as women of God, even as men of God. Mm-hmm. Because different people have different motives. And sometimes people are looking to fill a void. So we have to be careful about that as well. And one of the things now people might talk about Derrick Jackson. Everybody got their own views about the man. But there was one thing that he did say that did resonate with my heart and my mind um, that I saw recently. And he said, just because a man is interested or this can be a person just because a person is interested that doesn't mean that they're prepared that's a good word yeah like him or not that was a good word (laughs) that was a relevant word that was a very relevant word um because they are two different things you could be interested and you can really like something you can want to go after it but are you prepared though for whatever demands that come along with being with that person 
So there's there's a whole lot to consider. I, I you know what I learned is not even about the demands. Um, to a certain extent, it is. But the question that we should be asking ourselves is: Am I ready to give pieces of me away for this relationship for this person? By pieces of me away, I'm not saying you know my calling, my purpose, but I'm saying my thoughts, my ideas. Like, am I willing to compromise? Um, and things that I thought was right, but this person has a different perspective or a different view. Am I willing to give this person the ugly side of me? Mm. Uh, because we'll hide, we'll mask everything up. And um, I, I was talking with somebody one day, um, and he was saying that he was out giving his body away. And he said, he got the biggest that you've given it to your body, but you haven't given them your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of sense does that make? Like, you're there, but you're not there. So it's like, you. And, but we don't do that because that's what the work begins. That's the, oh, um, I gotta have full, wholehearted trust in this person that this person is not gonna let me down. This is, oh, okay, I'm facing all of my fears about dating because um, I'm giving this, this person pieces of me. So I think when we approach dating, we approach relationships and different things like that we have to ask ourselves like am, am i willing to give this person every part of me the good the bad and the ugly because we'll mask up we will mask all day long because <laughs> we don't want nobody to see our shortcomings right. but does that person make you feel comfortable enough to reveal your shortcomings mm, that's good does that person uplift you in moments that you are coming up short that you're revealing your shortcomings or do they mock you like these are things that we we have to ask if you were down low and i'm not talking about this we look at this going through things we look at financial difficulties and different things like that we're not even talking about that because if you are able to give this person pieces of you and that person is able to give you know you pieces of them then those other difficulties those physical difficulties i don't think they're gonna matter at all because mm-hmm. you've given that person so much of you you're not gonna let go like you're gonna fight Mm-hmm. Through those financial difficulties, you're gonna fight through all of those difficulties or any any difficulties that may happen, and you're gonna die to yourself daily. I often hear people say, you know, real marriage is not life and death. That's true. Yourself daily. Mm-hmm. So when I say like when we look at people or we're dating or we're talking to somebody on the phone in our conversation while we're having a conversation, we need to be able to ask ourselves like, hey, am I willing to give myself? To this person, am I willing to die daily to this person? Even though we're not married yet, at some point, if we're dating on purpose, we're going to be there. Am I willing to die to myself daily? And is this person someone that I can do that with? Because vulnerability can be hard, but you do have to be brave. And no risk, no reward. Yeah. No risk, no reward. And that person is willing to die to themselves daily. Right. Yeah, you can can tell tell because, and you have to do it in increments. Of course, you can't just go word bombing on somebody the first date or the first couple times that y'all are talking, but you can gauge as you're communicating. My thing is you show me your scars, I'll show you mine. And as we continue to talk, we'll be able to gauge, okay, well, I think I can, I think I can be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to share this with them. And then it'll keep going and you'll keep building up that, 
that trust that you need to have in order to, you know, have an effective relationship. So friendship is always great. Building a friendship is always great because you're, it's much easier to say to a friend, um, look, some, I got to tell you about this. than it is somebody that you got so much, you're so fixated on the romantic part. Um, and that can sometimes kind of restrict you from saying things and doing things that you really want to do. If you have a foundation of, of a good friendship, it's easier to share those things with that person. So yes, you do have to die to yourself and you have to share things, but you, like you said, you know how much you can give and, and when you need to be like, okay, I'll save this for later. <laughs> yeah, what you said about the friendship, like, because I know for me personally, even with my homegirls or my friends, mm-hmm. my real friends, I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> that part. <laughs> um, I'll move heaven to hell if I got to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm gonna go all the way back if I have to. So if I apply the same effort into a relationship, if I'm doing all that for my homegirl. I should be able to do that for somebody I'm dating too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would, but it has to be established first, you know, like that, that, that friendship has to, has to be established. But I think for me personally, with dating and deciding who and when and where not to date, I think I'm thinking about purpose. Like I'm looking at this person as to whether or not they are a purpose partner. But yeah, because like dating, you have to think about is this person, especially if you're dating on purpose, is this person a purpose partner, right? And by purpose partner, I mean, can we both carry, can we both help each other carry out the will of God for our lives? Because to be honest, nothing else matters and everything else will come along with that. Right. If that makes sense. Um, Because we were all created for a reason. We were all created for a purpose. Uh, for a purpose. And so when we're dating, can this person help me carry out my purpose? And if that person can, everything else that you desire in your heart for a dating relationship or for a purpose, partner of the marriage is going to come. Mm-hmm. Because you guys are attached to purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you guys are attached purpose there's a certain level of trust that will come there's i believe mm-hmm. um, there's a certain level of love there's a certain level of respect um that will come yeah i've noticed that um through my situations and shenanigans um <laughs> that there have been people that i've crossed paths with that I just be like, well, God, if I'm a counselor, just say that. Just just tell me that. And tell me that that's what they need so we can go ahead and do this thing. I can let you know what you need and then we can proceed on to the next one. So sometimes there are people that are sent into our lives to be an assignment and we want to hold on to them. And we have to realize that like, while while you're okay here, I'll give you what you need here. But you can't go into this particular area because you, you you just can't. You don't have the capacity for it. That's one of the that is a big word that I have 
have come to learn in dating. Everybody does not have the capacity for what it is that you need, for who you are. Um, and it's okay. It's okay. And before I would have been crushed by that, but because of doing the work, because of growing, because of healing, I'm not crushed. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right that you don't have it. But guess what? You got the capacity for somebody. And the same with me, because I'm probably going to run across a few that I'm like, I, this, <laughs> I, I, I don't have the capacity for that. I'm just not equipped. But it does not mean that I'm not equipped for someone and vice versa. So that's just kind of how I have to, to look at that. So can you share what you feel is the most important thing in maintaining your identity and confidence as you're navigating the dating pool? Um, the thing that keeps me together in maintaining like my identity and who I am is remembering my purpose. Uh, remembering my purpose keeps me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> a lot, a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trouble that I would induce on myself, <laughs> and then trouble that I would induce um, just from building certain uh, dating relationships. Um, a lot of people look and say she's single, so what's wrong with her? She got to be, you know, I don't know, something got to be wrong. I'm, I'm single, but I'm not desperate. Let's right. Get that together. That part. Um, and opportunities do come. Um, a lot of opportunities come, mm-hmm. but they do not align with my purpose. Mm-hmm. So I can't even entertain those opportunities. Um, and I've been told, well, maybe you're missing out. You could be missing out. I could be, but I understand keeping my purpose um at the head of focus. Um, I've seen some stuff, some bullets I've dodged. Some things that if I wasn't keeping my purpose in front of me, I would have been wrapped dead up in it. Mm-hmm. And I would have been and I would have been in trouble. But because I have a purpose and in my head I'm looking at it like I am not my own. I don't just represent Joanna. Mm-hmm. Like I represent God and I can't poorly do that. Like I have to really represent him for real. Mm-hmm. Um and so that means that anything I entangle myself in. So I think that's how I stay grounded. Like mm-hmm. My identity is wrapped in, in God. Like, um, and so I remind myself constantly, like, Joanna, you're not representing yourself, you're representing God. Like, in whatever relationship, like, my prayer about my future relationship or about um, future marriage is God allow this marriage to be a ministry to the world, allow this marriage to be a ministry to help somebody to be a light. Um, and mm-hmm. so when I think about marriage or when I think about dating on purpose, I keep all of that at the forefront. Um, and I constantly ask myself, okay, does this align with purpose? Does this represent God will? Are you representing God will in this situation? Um, and that key, I, I say all that, but that's, that's what I use. That's what keeps me grounded. Yeah. Um, when we talked prior, I, I think I told you that I've been praying for old boy for a long, long time. I pray for my husband like I know who he is, and I don't. 
Um, but he's a real person and he walking around in these streets dealing with real things. And so I pray for him just like I would pray for a family member. Um, and that was definitely something that I, I used to pray. Um, I remember praying it that our relationship would be, um, would show forth his glory. Um, and I think that that takes a lot. So that means that there's a lot of work that we, I have to do. There's a lot of work that he has to do in order for that to take place. And that might be why he's still out here <laughs> and we don't know who each other are, <laughs> but it takes it. That's a, it's a strong prayer um, because that's not all marriages do that. Not all relationships do that. And so when you know who you are and when you know what you're capable of and you're confident in what you bring and what you can add to a person, you don't just accept anything. That is something that you discover when you do work. That is something that you, and, and anything that you, when you work hard on yourself and you grow and you develop and you are evolving constantly, it becomes insatiable for one thing. And you cannot align with someone who's not on that same path. I knew I was dating um, and I was dealing with, and they told me, they said, this is not going to work. They said, because I'm not going to have a problem seeing It is not going to bother me whatsoever, but it will bother you. And I cannot do that to you or to the call upon your life. He said, I've seen you mm -hmm. work with people. And he said, I've seen the call and I know it's needed. Mm -hmm. I can't get away with it. Whether that was a cop out or whether it was a whole call, whole, um, God and his truth, it spoke to me. It's something that I'll never forget because I'm like, if he can value my purpose or the work that God has called me to do, there's no way in the world I need to be devaluing it. I need to value That's my true. purpose um, in the call of God on my life. And mm -hmm. I'll admit, like, because of that, like, I have the utmost respect for that person um, because other people would have tried mm -hmm. um, to they knew that they was no good. They would have tried to pull me out yeah. of one guy. But it was at that moment uh, when he said that, it was like, okay, yeah, I know better. That is true. And with the, the growing and the evolving and, and the changing that has to take place, when you work hard in something like that, you work hard to keep it. Because you know where you were and you don't want to go back. And so anything that's going to take you back, you're like, this is not, this is not serving me. I cannot do it. I don't like the way that it makes me feel. And so I can't. Although I like you, although I like your face, although I like, I like the fact that you buy me free chicken. It, it can't. Come back to this free chicken. Listen. What? 
we hadn't even upgraded to free shrimp and (laughs) we hadn't even upgraded to free shrimp but even with all of that i value being seen i value being heard i know how it felt when i when i wasn't and so i can't let you do it too whether you do it on purpose or whether you don't realize it i'm bringing it to your attention and you decide what you're going to do from here. Listen, hard conversations, y'all. Hard conversations. Because if you don't say anything about it, if you let it go and y'all do end up getting into a, a, a serious relationship and a marriage, it's, it's only going to magnify because you've already validated it in the relationship. You already you told them it's okay. Because if you don't do the work, up. Yeah. My unworked self showed up and <laughs> I know the importance of doing the work because right. <laughs> not doing the work resulted in, in a divorce. Yeah. Um, and we're not even going to blame it, nobody. We're we're standing right here and just taking full responsibility right. for the part that I played. Yeah. And the part that I played was I did not take the time to work on me, to do the work mm-hmm. within myself. Mm-hmm. So because I did not, that resulted in not only me being hurt, but other people hurting right. as well due to um, me refusing to do to take the time and do the work and discover who I was. Right. And now who I am. Yeah. And a couple years ago, I was, I don't remember if it was a podcast or a blog that I was working on, but I remember I was reading a book by T.D. Jakes, um, The Lady, Her Lover, and Her Lord. And I was studying that book and one night I was sitting there and God basically just said, marriage is not a rescue. It's a transition. It is not going to save you (laughs) from all of the hurt and the pain that you've had before. Um, It is not going to cure loneliness. It's not going to, if anything, it's going to magnify those things that are already there, but you have to be ready to you have to do the work first and then you have to be ready because even afterwards anytime you get two people together there's an opportunity for dysfunction (laughs) there's an opportunity for disagreement there's an opportunity you got people from different backgrounds different cultures different walks of life different upbringings and so you're going to even figure out more stuff when you get with them but you have to commit to working with those things and figuring out, okay, I can work with this. I can work with this. I can compromise in this area. And then you have to figure out, I'm not, I'm not willing to do any compromising in this particular area. So being honest also with yourself of what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Yeah, definitely. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Yep. So what advice would you give to someone that has lost hope or is discouraged in the dating climate? Um, First things first is ask yourself, why are you discouraged? And the reason I say that is, are you discouraged because you've been holding on to this false fairytale image in your head of the way things should be in your life or where you should be at right now? Are you 
um, discouraged because you're on social media looking at relationships that appear to be perfect. Um, when you pray for specific things that do not align with the relationships that you see on social media, but you don't know that because you're on the outside looking in, like, leave me alone. Take the, take the time. <laughs> leave me alone, Javada. <laughs> got to be dateable. <laughs> you you have to. Yeah. Like I think we as women only think about us. Like let's be real selfish. We can be selfish at times. And we think it's all about us, but these guys out here they have they're vulnerable. They have mm-hmm. spots. They have wounds. They have hurt. They've been used. They've been taken advantage of. They just as unsure as we are. Am I dateable? What would I want to date me? In fact, why are you getting discouraged? Take yourself out on dates. I'm taking conflict when people always say that the woman is the prize and people may disagree with me but we are all God's children he is a prize too you can't just treat him any kind of way God he is a gift from God as well just like we are so we have to make sure that we don't have it one-sided and we feel like we can do all kinds of things because you can kind of fall into a little bit of manipulation if you feel like you are the gift um making people jump through hoops and stuff just to please you so just please be careful with that because we do have to treat people well we can't we just ex- right we can't just expect for people to do us um to treat us well and we're not reciprocating that so that is that is so important 
um, all of that was very important. All of that was very relevant. I've had to ask myself multiple times, um, why do you want to be married? Um, and it's more than just because I'm old enough to do it. It's more than just, listen, I be saying, I really do want kids. And God, they locked up in the dude. Like, <laughs> so since they locked up in him, like, if you want me to do this the right way, <laughs> they locked up in him. So um, can you please? Uh, <laughs> so that, that's kind of my um, conundrum. But I do have to, I do have to make sure that my motives are pure and make sure that I am someone that he wants. And I, I said something um the other week. I was talking to a friend and I said, listen, I'm a good decision. I'm a good decision. Like I said earlier, there's a difference between a good idea and a good decision. I am a good decision. And so I that came from work. That came from making sure that I, I was rooted and grounded in who I know God has called me to be. And that is how I came to that conclusion. And because I know that I'm a good decision, that means that I need to make good decisions. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Because that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's Period. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was so good. Y'all, if you did not get something out of that, then I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't know. I don't know how else to help you. Um, <laughs> but I am so thankful for you, Joanna, for coming on and um, sharing those gems that you have shared. It was greatly appreciated. Um, I want you to share with everybody um, how they can connect if they would like to connect. And you also have something that you want to share before we close out. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to do all of that. Okay. So if you guys want to connect with me, um, you can follow me on social media, Shantree Smoot, um, Shantree's underscore sassy smooth on instagram shantree smooth on youtube um smooth on facebook um what other platform do i have yeah i think it's like shantree smooth zero zero on tiktok i don't really do much on there but um <laughs> you can also follow uh my podcast conversations of a born woman um you can find that on apple Podcasts. you can find it on spotify um yeah, I think that's it. I think those are all the ways to, as if that's not enough, to connect, um, connect with me uh, on this journey called life. Uh, I try to be open. I try to share um, some stuff. But so um, this is a poem that I wrote to uh, my future husband. It started out. I was asked to come to do poetry for a play, and the play was titled Dear Future Husband. So I wrote the poem to fit for a play, and it was already derived from some vows that I had wrote previously, but the vows was just like all over the place. Nothing was organized. And so after I did it for the place, I kind of like detached myself to create 
begin to do the work, uh, they change. <laughs> so um, this is where they are now. I'll share it. it. says, Dear Future Husband, here's the life with Superman. I call you him because the very element that was sent to kill you did. Had Lois Lane tattooed on my heart just so I could be the perfect fit for you. Prayed for a miracle that I could not self-sabotage. Superheroes deserve fairy tales too, especially mine. I thought that I would love until you graced me with your presence, freely giving away the very essence that make you, I call you beautiful. Because there's not a sight more lavish in your manhood. And let me just say, sir, you wear it well, worthy of admiration and respect. I'm so caught up. I'm so caught up in trying to anticipate your next need so that you won't ever have to feel that it was a need in the first place. I call you leader, one that is worthy of following. And let me just say, I will follow you. Divinely clothed in Ephesians 5 on purpose, your ability to cultivate even the driest places is impossible. And to think that you speak to my soul without speaking makes me want to go to those many places with you. And if Cloud Nine had a location, it must be you. My heart sings love songs just at the thought of you. And baby, I would dance in the rain, stand in the rain, and fight it all just for you. My deliverance is a priority. Cause I don't ever want you to have to fight my demons, so I spend time fighting them before I meet you. That's it. I see you. Listen, <laughs> do the snaps, do the snaps, y'all. Do the snaps. <laughs> That was so good. Like you want to anticipate the man's need before he needs it. Like, yeah, that's a that's that's goals there. <laughs> that's goals there. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening this month. I pray that you have an amazing month. Happy Valentine's Day. I pray that whatever you heard today allows you to think, to go deeper into your thoughts, deeper into your motives, and even deeper into the relationships that you have or that you may be aspiring to have. Um, It is always my goal to be honest and transparent with you guys and to have authenticity. And I pray that that is what you received on this podcast. Have an amazing month. Continue to stay safe. And I love you all. Bye.